You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Danny K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. This is podcast number 319, and I am calling it working together when your clutter thresholds are different. So um, a clutter threshold is the point at which you personally can keep the stuff that's in your home under control. Meaning if you have more stuff than that, if you are over that point, it's not possible for you to keep your house under control. So it is different for everyone. And often when people live in the same house together, they don't have the same clutter threshold. So we're kind of talking, or we are talking about that. Okay. How to work together. I know that this is the beginning of the year. First podcast of 2022. Welcome to the new year. And a lot of us are decluttering. And if you live in a house with other people, sometimes it can get a little bit frustrating. And that becomes a question that I hear a lot from people. Okay, so today I'm talking with Laura Lynn, and she, it was just a lovely conversation. Um, Laura Lynn also just had a baby. So we were having this conversation before that. So that added something in it added into the scenario um, that they had moved into a house not realizing they were going to have two more kids. And so it was just tighter than they were expecting and adjusting to that and all that. So anyway, I loved this conversation. I think you're going to love it too. I do want to make sure that you know that my new book comes out next week, like next Tuesday. This is coming out on Thursday, January 6th, I believe. And the book comes out on Tuesday, January 11th. So if you're listening to this before it comes out, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash pre-order. After you've pre-ordered the book, fill out the form and get my decluttering flowchart. Um, one of the things that I'm hearing from a lot of people about this printable flowchart that is a pre-order bonus when you pre-order organizing for the rest of us, one of the things I'm hearing is that it is a visual that people are giving to other people in their family to help people stay on track while they're decluttering, but also just to say, hey, this is the process I'm following. This is what I'm doing because I know that my decluttering process, my five-step decluttering process that is guaranteed to work when you follow it, it's not really the normal way that people declutter. And so 
sometimes people are like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it this way? This flow chart helps with that because it just lays out how it is that you're making decisions about each individual item one by one. So that's there. Make sure you pre-order. Y'all, I'm excited about the book organizing for the rest of us, pre-order it wherever, anywhere books are sold, any format, and then go fill out the form at aslobcomesclean.com slash pre-order. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's my conversation with Laurelyn. I am excited that you're here with me. And um, it's probably, I guess, maybe been a while since you filled out your form initially, but you've given us some updates on that. So start out by telling us a little bit about yourself. What's your unique life situation? Uh, so my name is Laurelyn and um, my husband and I, we lived in New York City for uh, five years when we were newly married to work in a church plant. So we are used to small spaces and we have um, now moved to Virginia, but um, we have two boys and we thought we were done after that. So there's like a four year gap. And then we found out we were expecting a girl and now we're expecting our fourth, our fourth child, <laughs> who's that's, also a girl. So it's, that's so it's fun. fun. Yes. <laughs> it's been, so exciting. It's been not what we predicted for our life, but it's been good. <laughs> when you said that you're used to living in small spaces, is that, do you feel like the space that you have now is small or. So the space we live now is the first time we've ever lived in a house by ourselves as a family. Oh, wow. Um, so we've always lived in apartments with our boys and, um, so we've gotten used to like appreciating space, but we, when we moved here, we just thought we would only have the two boys. So it was already kind of small for two kids, but we were used to that. Um, but now we have like, it'll be four kids. So it does feel kind of small just for the amount of people in it. It's just like, it's a galley kitchen and just certain things that are a little, that feel small. Yeah. Well, but you had that experience. And so I like that you look at it that way is, okay, we, we know what to do. We can handle this. So yeah, that's good. So tell me, um, what are some things that have had a positive impact in your home? Okay, well, you're okay. Honestly, your book made like, I think it just worked really well with my brain. And so as far as just to boil it down, I would say the dishes has definitely been the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, but, but before I, before I read your book, so my son was three when I came across your book, my youngest son, which book and, um, how to manage your home without okay. losing your mind. Okay, good. But um, about a month before I came across your book, I read another book by a organizing person who is definitely like, she grew up, she loved to organize since she was six years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the course of reading that book, I basically just ended up with a pile on the floor. And my husband was like, what are you reading? This is, <laughs> this is very frustrating. <laughs> and my husband's like more born organized. So he would like talk about things like visual progress and like, just, you know, as part of telling me what I should be doing, <laughs> not like, not in a bad way, but just right trying to help. And um, when I came across your book, uh, the title, I was actually looking for something specifically just a blog post about home management and I couldn't ever find anything um, that worded it that way. And then I came across your book and I looked through the um, index and I saw like visual progress and all these things that I was like, this is actually, looks like it's going to help me. So anyway, about a month after I started list, I was listening to your books as I was going for walks. And about a month later, my husband just made a comment in passing about like, you've been a lot more industrious lately. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Good. And I was like, well, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, just like the whole explanation of the dishes, like I had actually had a conversation with my mom before where I was like, I don't know where to start. And she's like, start with the dishes. And I was like, but why, what difference is it going to make? Like the whole house is a mess. So like those chapters were very helpful to me. You needed me to say it the 52 times that I say yes. it in that book. <laughs> right. Yes. And all the different angles and all the, I mean, I get it. That's me too. <laughs> yeah. So that's made a big difference. And I'll just say one thing about that real quick, because like, because I keep re-listening to your book, like every time a life season changes, mm -hmm. but I just felt like even though I was doing the dishes, I, I just was always behind. And I realized we have a dishwasher now. We didn't at one point, but since getting the dishwasher, I was just doing what would fit in there and not washing the rest of the dishes. Mm -hmm. So then I would just like wait till later or wait till it fit. So I've been like just washing whatever's left and that's like made a big difference too. I don't know yeah. why that didn't connect in my head for a while. There's something about that finishing, you know, I had somebody like ask, okay, so do you encourage people to do their dishes before they go to bed? And I'm like, I encourage people to just do their dishes at some point. And the, the thing is the finishing, like finishing the dishes. Um, and I find that interesting that the dishwasher kind of presented its own new challenge to have to figure out of, um, cause everybody thinks the dishwasher is magical and it's yes. like, it's helpful. It is so helpful. And I love mine way too much, but yes. it's not magical. It's the routine. That's the actual magic, you know, right. Not that it's magic. Cause you still have to do the work, but yeah. Yes. I still love my dishwasher. <laughs> Isn't it but, the greatest? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. But at the same time, like you just said, you had dishes under control without one, right? Yes. Yeah. Mostly. Is dishes math still true without a dishwasher? Yes, definitely. It was mostly just harder because I, you know, because of having little kids and I always felt like my husband needed to take them. Basically, it just felt like it took an hour of my day, but I still yeah. got it done. <laughs> right. And if you didn't do it one day, then it was way more than an hour later. Yes, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's something else that has been working well for you? So the five minute pickup definitely helps. I, I think it took me a while to realize like that was the thing that was keeping my house from not looking messy. Mm -hmm. um, and then you were talking about that in the podcast and that really helped that uh, visibility, the, like, you know, talking about the visibility rule in general is just, I have to remind myself like, yeah. cause I want to declutter the closet, but nobody's going to notice if the, if the kitchen's a mess and the living room's a mess and all of that. And it's not that you can't declutter the closet or that your goal is not to get to that point. But I think for those of us, like, since you're saying that you relate to the way that my mind works mm -hmm. in how to manage, there is just something about like the getting discouraged and the having tried so many times and having not actually had anything to show for it, that the power in that visible progress is you can't underestimate the power that that is going to have to have the visible progress. Yes. The goal is to get to the closet, but if you do the closet and don't do the visible areas, that's where it gets so discouraging. So, um, makes right. everything feel futile. Cause it's like, Oh, well I did a bunch of work, but my house doesn't look any better. And, yes. you know, maybe your husband didn't see and understand the impact of, of what it was. I love that's one of the things, um, right my friend Dawn from minimal mom says that she's like, 
you know, she didn't start visibly with visible stuff. And so her husband didn't know what was going on, but once Uh he knew what was going on, once she did start working on the visible stuff, that's when he got on board and was like, oh, okay, now I know what we're doing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 That's encouraging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash clean. Um, okay. So what are some questions that you want to talk about? Any situations that you have? I think the big thing is uh, one of the big things is, like I said, this home has been such a blessing just because it's ours. Like it's, you know, it feels like our space and nobody's annoyed with us because our kids make noise or whatever. Right. But it's, we would have planned for a bigger space if we had planned to have four kids. So so, so I feel like I've been decluttering, but I'm also in a, in a part, in a part of life where a season of life where I, I feel like I can't avoid more stuff coming in right now. Right. Because for one thing, our babies do at Christmas time 
And for another thing, it's a new baby. So, you know, we need baby clothes and a crib and all of that stuff. So I feel like I'm decluttering, but more stuff is coming in and it's stuff we need, (laughs) but it's just, it's kind of messing with my mind. And um, at the same time, my husband has, he's, we both appreciate space and he's very good at like just making things look neat. Um, So I do, I'm really grateful for that. Um, But we both have a very different mental capacity for stuff. So the things that I would just be like, they're not using that let's just get rid of it. You know, he might feel attached to it and think, well, you just need an organizing bin. Um, So I'm figuring out the balance there. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So as far as the feeling like you're, you've been decluttering so much and then like, ah, stuff is coming in. I think even just shifting that thinking to, okay, stuff has to come in because we have a baby. I'm sure most likely that you've kind of narrowed it down on your fourth child to what you actually have to have. So it's probably less stuff than it would have been with the first and second child. Do you think? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So we got a bunch of bags donated and I've already um, re-donated four of the bags. Oh, that's awesome. So you're, so you've learned. And so it's not as, uh, because I think sometimes like I, I'm moving right now. Okay. Like I'm going through the moving process and Thank you. And I have flashbacks of the last time that I moved and I I'm like, okay, the last time I moved was, you know, getting close to 16 years ago because the girl who will be 16 in April was like a baby, you know, so it's, it's over 15 years ago. And I didn't know what I know now. Like I, I was a different person. I was in a different stage of life. I did not understand clutter, clutter thresholds that organizing was not going to be the solution to my personal problems because I needed to just get rid of less stuff. I mean, I needed to get rid of more stuff so I would have less so I could actually keep it under control. So like all these things that I understand now, I didn't understand then, but what I'm going through now, my only time to like my only experience with it was when I was different when I saw things differently. And so I sometimes feel a little panicky, like at the, you know, like this is what moving means or, you know, right. Right. And so I'm I'm guessing that maybe for you, because you didn't have the understanding that you have now Mm -hmm. when you got your, you know, younger kid, your older kids, sorry, when they came, Mm -hmm. joined your family and when you also were in a much tinier, even situation. You were in New York city with a tiny little apartment. And so it's kind of like some of those feelings of all that stuff. And maybe at the time you didn't know why you were feeling so crowded and cramped and out of control. Well, it was because you had more stuff than you could handle, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to be like, it's a flashback. It's a trauma, you know, but, but it is, I mean, it's, it's not, we're not talking like official, whatever PTSD or something, but there is like, when I experienced this before, this is what happened. I'm scared of that happening again because of I've been making progress and now we're having to bring stuff in, but you're different. Now you understand things differently. You are probably going to be more ready to let go of things when it's time to let go of it, you know, because you've, you've lived, you've also lived the experience of thinking that you were done with kids Mm -hmm. and then having two more and everything was fine. 
right? Yes, like, right. had you gotten rid of stuff after yes. the first two? We actually got rid of stuff after the third one too, because we, we just right. really didn't think we were having another one. Right. But so. you, but every time you survived, right? Right. Like you, you're getting what you need. It somehow mm-hmm. happens. Yes. People are excited to give you things. So you're, you're also going to be ready to quickly and easily, you know, how quickly those phases go of the cribs and the bassinets. And it's like, okay, we're using this and I'm just going to let, I'm going to be ready to let it go because of what I've learned and experienced. That makes sense. And so just, you know, giving yourself credit for what you have done and also being glad that you've done it because you are in a phase of life where new stuff has to come in. I mean, like mm-hmm. baby needs a place to sleep. So yeah. That's going to have to come in. Isn't it nice that you have done so much decluttering because what would it have been like if you hadn't done that decluttering? Right. You know, and you were still bewildered by why is this so hard? Right. So does that help at all? That mindset shift? Yes. That's very encouraging. Cause I think, I think there's a part of it that, you know, I'm, I'm at the point in pregnancy anyway, where you just want to get rid of everything. So it's easy to just look at it all and just feel frustrated by things that like we, even, you know, if you need them. So it's encouraging just to remind myself that it's going to be okay. (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, you're also talking about your different clutter thresholds with your husband, um, Mm -hmm. that he's very neat and very naturally organized. You know, I'm not to be bringing my own story into all this too much, but I'm experiencing that a little bit with my mom as she helps me pack. Cause she's like, Oh, well, how could you get rid of that? You know, cause, cause she <laughs> yeah. would be able to handle it. And I'm like, well, because I, it just helps me to get rid of things because then I don't ever have to think about it again. And I don't have to worry about where am I going to put it or whatever. Um, yeah. so I, so I understand, I mean, it's different because my mom just comes for an hour and your husband, you guys, you know, are building this home together, but mm-hmm. on that, do you have some places that you are able to just express to him that, you know, how much better I do? when I have less stuff, can I make this space mine and minimal? I'll have to think, think about that. And I, I will say he surprised me the other day. Cause there was something that I thought that he would not want me to get rid of. And I just like asked him what to do with it. And he like, I, I asked, I said, the, the boys haven't worn these. They're like really nice Christmas sweaters. I said, the boys have never worn these in like two years. Do you want to sell them or what do you want to do with them? He's like, just, just donate them. <laughs> so that was, that was encouraging. Yeah. I think I just feel like, you know, I'll try to get rid of like kitchen dishes or something and like, we, okay. So I think part of it is also that we both work from home. So we're basically both always here and, you know, he does, he does do, you know, some of the cooking, a, a good bit of the cooking too. Um, but it's it's partly that because I feel like there's certain things that if the person's not around, like not that, you know, if he was attached to it, I wouldn't get rid of it. But some things you just don't notice if you're not around. Right. <clears throat> but like, so I feel like I think it's the kitchen and the toys that are overwhelming me. Mm-hmm. But he also feels like it's like it could be like a really nice dish. And he's like, but you might want to bake with that, you know, once it gets colder. <laughs> and I think he's also just seen me like do things that look irrational because, you know, I'll, I'll get rid of, you know, like I grew up in a hot climate where it was never winter. So I don't know what to do with all the storage stuff. Yeah. So sometimes I might like just donate stuff and he's like, you're going to need that next season. So I think there is a part of him that's just like, you know, you're being irrational, which, 
is is legitimate from what he's seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is actually helpful helpful or not, but no, I do. I think. Um, well, I mean, I I feel you on the hot weather stuff. You know, I mean, like I always mm-hmm. tell people, like I it is so hard for me to pack for a trip that has weather that's different from what I'm experiencing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't, yeah. And maybe that's yeah. why, because I, you know, grown up where we just don't have a whole lot of, of cold. Um, mm-hmm. So it sounds like he, you've mentioned that he is naturally organized. Mm-hmm. Can you, you know, since you, since y'all are um, in the house together, 24 seven, you know, living, working, all that kind of stuff. Can you be the one to, you know, I need your help to figure out how we're going to store our winter gear or whatever, you know, like maybe just kind of zone things according to if this is important to him, then, okay, let's, let's try your way. Let's, let's try your, um, you know, your solution for keeping our winter gear organized or let's, um, if it, if it's toys, you know, maybe I don't do toy rotation because that is above my personal clutter threshold, Mm -hmm. but might it be something that would be a compromise for y'all because it's not over his clutter threshold say, okay, let's, you know, because it helps me to have less stuff. Can you be in charge of a toy rotation so that we kind of still have the stuff for me, I, I tried rotating toys at one point and then I just forgot about the ones. And then my kids were like, wait, why are we getting rid of toys that I never knew we had? Yeah. Um, but make him, you know, that they'd already grown out of at that point, but you know, like say, okay, can you be in charge of the actual rotating of it since that's more his personality, but then Mm -hmm. that would be, you know, for me, I need to have less stuff here because it's, I can't, you know, maintain the management of the kids to maintain the number of toys that we have, you know, and if he doesn't like that idea, say, okay, well, you know, then is it okay if we get rid of more? Um, yeah, yeah, because, because it is, I mean, if you got, if y'all are home all the time and he does feel, um, ownership of kind of these decisions, then it, it comes down to a compromise of, you know, figuring out and and just being very clear of, you know, how I've been doing better. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I do better in such and such area is because I've decluttered it and I have less stuff to manage because I can't handle as much stuff as you can. So it's like, this is your area where you keep more stuff, but in this area, that's kind of my thing. I need to have less stuff. I mean, do y'all have those kinds of conversations? Um, not very often, but I think it would be worth having, having the conversation. I think the way you explained it makes sense. Okay. I think I, I did explain to him like, cause every once in a while he'll say something where I'm like, Oh yeah. And then like, I don't like go into detail, but I'm like, this lady I listened to talks about the container concept and that's exactly like what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like he, you know, he thinks the same way as far as like, but he thinks that way naturally. Yeah. Right. Where maybe like, he hasn't had to think it through as a way to like combat his natural tendency the way that right. maybe we do. Right. Um, so I think, I guess what I'm getting at is I think it would be a natural conversation to have yeah. Just saying like, I just can't, I can't keep up with this amount of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just, um, 
you know, explaining that, you know, she explains it as a clutter threshold, like who can handle the amount of stuff and, you know, yeah, which amount of stuff. Yeah. I think that would be helpful. Okay. Well, sometimes I'll just like, thankfully we have a basement and an attic. And so, and it's not ideal to me, but I'll just move it down there. And eventually he gets in a decluttering mood and like, you know, then he just makes the decision whether he wants to keep it or not. So, so that does seem to be a helpful compromise. As well, and as even that goes. space that you take stuff to is a container, you know, I mean, like right. that's, that's a limit to how much, you know, with whatever function it is that the basement is supposed to have, mm-hmm. if I'm going to put these things in this, you know, corner or on the shelf or whatever of the things that are he's not willing to let go of, but I need him out of this space so I can keep that space maintained. Even that is a container. So it can be a, Hey, this is the space that I've, if he says we really need to keep that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to put it on that shelf, but you know, once that shelf is full, then it starts to spill into the basement where we also, you know, let the kids play in the winter or whatever. I've never had a basement, so I don't actually know. I've just always assumed they were magical, you know? So (laughs) They are once you get them done. <laughs> right. So, you know, we that did the whole one half. So, oh, that, wow. Been really nice. That's awesome. So, so, you know, that space right there, that's where I put these things that I need out of my space because I have a low clutter threshold. And then once it's like, okay, well then that's going to go down to that shelf. Oh, but that shelf it's full now. So is there something on there that you're willing to get rid of just to kind of, you know, he does that anyway, but it kind of makes yeah. it this concrete outside of us just having the conversation, it's the shelf. It's not me saying that it's time to make this decision. It's the shelf is full. So, and that's the only space that we have for this. I can't have it in my space, but you don't want to get rid of it stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like I'm giving marriage advice and I'm not at all. Like, (laughs) I feel like I'm, yeah, I was like, I don't, am I talking about this too much? (laughs) I mean, he's at least probably more than 50% of the reason why our house is clean half the time. So no, I mean, everything you've said has been extremely complimentary. That's why I'm like, okay. I'm happy to talk about it because you're not complaining. Like this is you're, you're not complaining. Yeah. You're not blaming. And I, I really appreciate that because that can tend to be, you know, what a lot of people will do, but, mm-hmm. but it is a reality that when you live in a house with somebody else, especially when it's not like, the house is my territory and then something else is. No, you are coexisting in right. the same space pretty much all the time. You've mentioned that in your notes that you had sent ahead of time that y'all are, you know, very stuck at home during the last mm-hmm. year and a half, you know, so it's yeah. like these compromises are are realities. You know, you it wouldn't be fun for him to for you to be like, nope, this is how we're gonna do every single thing in this house. It's like, no, you yeah, want people right. to feel like it's yeah. their space too. So how do we actually make that happen? So we're just brainstorming here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It's very helpful to think through these ideas. So what are some other things you want to talk about? Um, we've kind of talked about, you know, I I think I feel like I just want to be in nesting mode and like get everything perfectly organized, Yeah. but I also have like other things to do, you know, working from home and taking care of our kids. So that's, that's just one thing that I'm trying to figure out like where to focus, which sort of goes along with, I just put like life is unpredictable because of our son's medical needs. So I guess figuring out where to focus would be one question. 
and then I'm going to mention this now because I'm not sure if it goes with that question or, or another one, but I feel like I want to get my kids involved with helping and prepare, you know, prepare them to be as independently helpful as possible before the next baby comes. My nine-year-old is very independent and helpful already. And my two-year-old even will do a lot of things that she, she just likes feeling like a helper and and it Mm -hmm. can be very helpful. My seven-year-old is the one who has like a special need. So he has some, just, it affects his coordination and how he responds to sensory things and he just gets easily Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. So sometimes he'll be helpful and other times, like I'll ask him to pick up some toys and he just like shuts down. Yeah. So trying to, I guess all of those things is might sort of have to do with focus but um, the thing on that is that I feel like I can get a lot done if I just let them watch TV. And sometimes, yeah. you know, I'm okay with needing to do that sometimes, but I don't want that to be like the default or like they just watch hours of TV when the baby's born or before the baby's born. Does that make right. sense? It does. I mean, it might just be me being ideal- idealistic, but yeah, I mean, I think there's, <laughs> there's idealistic and there's nothing wrong with being idealistic because, you know, that's what helps us strive for, you know, something, you know, more than what that we want. And then there's also the reality of survival, which might mean that there are days where y'all are going to watch TV. Well, cause I have to take care of the baby. And yeah, but at the same time, meeting somewhere in the middle of that is what we want, right? Like the ideal thing that you are working toward is for them to be independent in certain things. So you have a nine-year-old who is independent, who is helpful. What, what is something that you feel like they're capable of that could literally take something off your plate? Could it be the emptying the dishwasher in the morning? Could it be, um, now, now the reality is that, depending on how things go, you have to manage, which you know that from your seven-year-old, that's part of it is like, sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. It takes a lot of management on your part, which is worth it. But when you get into the survival mode of having the baby, that's going to kind of take some of your management time away, right? Right. Some of your management energy. So, you know, what are some things that I'm not perfect by any means? You know, I realize that more and more as my kids get older, I'm like, yeah, things I thought I did great. I'm like, (laughs) um, (laughs) but it's like, I I've kind of come to this point where I'm like teaching them is worth it, even though they don't always necessarily remember to do it. And then I never have to think about it again. It's like, with, then when I say, Hey, go do this, I need you to do this. They know what to do. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I mean, is that, are there some, some jobs you can think of that your nine-year-old could take on? Yes. So there I will say he, he seems to function really well with a list. And um, so part of that is probably me just, you know, being intentional mm-hmm. enough to make him a list. I think, you know, lining up the shoes by the door, making sure the school backpacks are hung up, things like that, they, they do pretty well with. And um, I do have them do a five minute pickup enough that occasionally he'll ask to like, play, play a game on the iPad or something. And I'll, and I'll say, okay, but first, and he just interrupts me. He's like, I know five minute pickup. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so that like, at first I was like, don't it like, part of me was like, my, why is my kid interrupting me? Then I was like, why are you complaining? He's doing a five minute pickup. Right? <laughs> this is a success. Yeah. <laughs> that he knows that but, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um, 
So you're doing great. And, and those five minute pickups, even if that is the one thing Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is huge, you know, I mean, like, and the more you, you know, if you have to do three or four in a day, just like, I'm not sure what to do. Okay. Let's do a five minute pickup. Let's do that. You know, the more you do in a day, the deeper it goes on actually, you know, when they know it's only a short amount of time, they'll do that or or assigning, okay, he's capable of emptying the dishwasher. So I'm going to make that hit that his job to do during the five minute pickup. I think part of what my struggle is with, with my nine-year-old is, well, two things. It would be really helpful if they could all help with the dishes, but the, the way the kitchen is set up. Okay. Basically it's shoulder to shoulder. So really only one person can be in there at a time, but it might be still worth finding a way that he can help with that. But the bigger, the, the, the struggle I have with him is that because the seven-year-old is easily overwhelmed, but they're, you know, they're boys the same age and they are both boys who are basically the same age and normally would be able to do the same things. I feel like my, it sometimes feels unfair to my nine-year-old if I don't make the seven-year-old do more. Right. But there's only so much motivation you can do depending on the day or, you yeah. know, what else is going on. So I don't want it to feel like, <laughs> I don't want him to feel like, well, I'm the only one doing any work here. <laughs> but right. I also, I'm trying to help him understand like, yes, we teach, you know, we're teaching him, but it, there is a difference yeah. <laughs> in what, in his capability or, you know, it's just going to take longer to teach him. Is there, so, so, so like going on the, even if it's separate from a five minute pickup saying, okay, this is our you know, everybody does their chore during this time. Is there something I know you're, you were saying that the seven-year-old part of the issue is that different days are different, right? Right. Is there something, even if it's a small, very contained, definite space and job that, that you can think of that could be maybe his job. So then we have, we have our five minute pickup time that's general, but we also have our one job time or whatever, like this, this is our one job so that the older one can be emptying the dishwasher and the seven-year-old can do something. So that maybe is in a different room so that the nine-year-old isn't comparing what it is that I have two boys that are also, they're 20 months apart. So I completely get what you're saying. They're now 18 and almost 20, but still like, I get what you're saying. Like, they're like, wait a minute. I'm focusing more on what he's doing than I am necessarily on what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, right. I'm, that's why I'm thinking maybe in a different room. Yeah. That's a um, good idea. With the goal of the nine-year-old getting to full independence and the seven-year-old, it might be you standing there for seven, I mean, for five minutes and, um, yeah. you know, directing and helping. Yeah. That's a good idea. I've, I've had them doing, um, you know, I just have them do their pickups to in their room, but I did finally get their room like to a state of organization where for the last week or so, like it really, it takes less than five minutes to pick it up, which is encouraging. That's great. Um, It was a complete disaster, but (laughs) but that's encouraging. So what I'm thinking is maybe it'll be less overwhelming to my seven-year-old now if I hadn't thought of like having my nine-year-old do the, do the dishes part, but maybe I could have him in the kitchen doing something or clearing the table while my seven, well, I just help my seven-year-old pick up or yeah. have, you know, have him clear the table or something. 
Yeah. Especially if it's something that, you know, I, I guess I'm thinking of my own kids and like, if it's something they used to do together, you know, maybe it needs to be something different, you know, because if okay. they used to do it together and now all of a sudden it's only his job, it's very hard to realize that the other one is in a different room doing something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, um, that's true. That's I don't know. But point. that's also something trial by error. You know, you can figure it out mm-hmm. as you go along because there but will that, always be more yeah. things to pick up tomorrow. That's true. Such a there gift. Will be. <laughs> yeah. It, that is encouraging um, just to think about that concept because I hadn't I hadn't thought of just giving him one job that he does over and over that might help him with the routine anyway. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. And hopefully would get to the point of, you know, competence. And it might be something like wiping down the bathroom counter. You know, one of the things with kids the younger kids is like, it, it's always helpful to do something that makes a visible impact because otherwise it's kind of hard. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, you know, so I don't know if it's sweeping or, you know, I'm not sure where the coordination is on at that age, but you know, like the, the sweeping or the wiping the kitchen, the bathroom counter, the wiping the toothpaste out of the sink, something like that that you're wishing could happen on a regular basis anyway, but that can be a very specific job. Like it used to be my job when I was little, little to clean the bathroom sink. Like that was my job. I didn't necessarily, it wasn't like an every single day thing, but like, and I don't even really remember the routine of it, but I just remember like that was my very defined space that I had to work on. Yes. That's, that's very helpful. I was just trying to think whether I should like, try to do some kind of a reward system or something, but, but the concept of just something simple for them to do and visible is really helpful. Yeah. And that the whole, like, as a family, this is what we're doing right now, you know, mm-hmm. then it doesn't require a reward necessarily. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. What else would you like to talk about? Okay. So I've never been very good at cooking as far as partly because my husband and I grew up with different types of meals and anyways, it's just not my, something I'm very skilled at. But with the pandemic, it's gotten like a little harder just because like we haven't been going into stores buying groceries and and uh, we don't have like a ton of like extra freezer space. So the use it up has been very helpful just for me to like 
remind myself to actually use the food I buy, like, yeah. like the extra things that aren't part of a meal plan. We had we ended up with, I think I put that I want space for play doh because we ended up with like extra dishes that went in the play doh cupboard, and now we don't have space for play doh. Obviously, we didn't do the one in one health thing because <laughs> um, that really helps my son with the sensory stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I think I, I was just thinking along the lines of are there ways to simplify that? You're wanting to simplify your meal planning? Yeah. So, and okay. I think part of it, part of it is that it's complicated because I, I have to eat gluten-free and dairy-free. So yeah, like just baking is like not as much fun because yeah. <laughs> like there's like two recipes that turn out. So I'm, so I've tried to like simplify certain things already. So but what I, kind of meat or protein do you typically use? Like, like when you're going to the store, if you don't necessarily have a meal plan, what are the two types of protein that you would pick up? Because you know that you use those all the time. So we use, we use ground beef, ground turkey, chicken. Okay. And occasionally we'll get pork. Okay. So, um, the easiest thing to do would be, okay, I'm going to whatever, like, do you usually get a pound of ground beef at a time or, or what? Uh, yes, at least a pound. Sometimes we'll get a little extra and, um, cook a little, I mean, we we do like tacos and spaghetti. Yeah. Usually like a one to three pounds. Okay. So next time get five pounds. Okay. Okay. Cook it all at one time. And then whatever you're making that night, you've got it. Okay. And the rest, put it in a Ziploc freezer bag and do it as flat as you can. So it's only like an inch thick. Okay. And then, um, put that in the freezer. You it might take two bags, you know, but, um, after it's completely cool to let it completely cool. So even if that means put it in the fridge overnight and then, um, put it in, because if you do it while it's still, hot, it's going to still be like putting off steam and that'll make it freeze together harder. Mm -hmm. So you want it to be cool um, and then flatten it out, put it in there and then use that, you know, so don't start by doing, you know, 20 pounds of beef or whatever, just start by five pounds. And then you've got that for, so you had tacos the first night, the second night, spaghetti sauce, Mm -hmm. you just put it in there frozen. Like don't thaw it just, you know, as you're heating up the spaghetti sauce, put the fruit, put some chunks of the frozen, um, cooked ground okay. beef. And you're going to be like, Oh, that went so much faster. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Okay. And then yeah, because you like ground beef, you know, another thing, um, so the taco spaghetti, um, I don't know when my mind is going blank, but, um, there's, you know, if, if there's another recipe, like what's, is there another recipe that you use ground beef in? I think I've made stroganoff with it, although it occurs to me now you're probably supposed to use cubed beef. I'm not sure. I use I use ground beef and stroganoff as well. So the okay. same thing with that. Make the stroganoff sauce first and then put the frozen ground beef into the sauce. And okay. that's going to be super fast and super quick. And also it eliminates so much cleanup because the when you cook the ground beef, that's when you're dealing with all the fat right. That, that cooked off of it. But once you've already drained it, then it's frozen already. And and you don't have to deal with the mess again the next time. So do the stroganoff sauce and put the, um, ground beef in there. I usually make mine a little bit more watery just because I'm using ground beef that 
is frozen and it needs some kind of a sauce to, you know, defrost in. Um, so basically you're just warming up that ground beef. So it, you know, you put it in there frozen and it does that. So that, and then start when you just do start with that and be, and experience that, Oh, that made cooking so much easier for the next time. Then you can start to apply that same thing to your chicken. And I, we don't eat a lot of pork, so I'm not for sure. I can't like give exact advice on that, but you know, like the chicken, the, what was the other thing you said? You said ground beef, a ground Turkey, just ground Turkey. Yeah. So same thing would be with that. Yeah. If there's any kind of casserole that you make, as long as you know, there's sauce in it, then you just mix in that frozen stuff and it basically just thaws and heat heats as part of that process. Um, but yeah, I think just experiencing a little bit of that and how much easier that is going to make it, especially with the new baby. And you're like, Oh, I got dinner on the table really, really quickly. Okay. Then it's going to start to open your mind to, Oh, how can I apply this to other things too? Yeah. That's really helpful. So my, uh, the other question was, I feel like I'll get laundry, the, the laundry, I don't know. <laughs> I'll do laundry day successfully. And then like something will happen. Like, well, this time, you know, it was just, we had bags and bags of baby clothes to do. But the main question with that is the laundry room is in a visible area of the house, which has been a big blessing. So when I was pregnant with my toddler, my husband and dad moved the laundry upstairs. So it's between the bathroom and the bedrooms which is really nice because it's like right near where all the clothes are. Yeah. But it's a through room. So there's not doors closing it off. So basically it's just, it's a place that would tend to collect clutter. And if I have piles of laundry and like happen to have somebody over, like, you know, you just walk past the mess. Right. So that's the biggest um, thing. And the other, the other thing is my seven-year-old, one of his things is like, he just can't stand to get anything, any, like a drop of water on his clothes. So, mm-hmm. so I feel like, you know, and, and little kids make messes. So like I'm washing a lot of towels every day or whatever, but he'll just throw his clothes on the floor if he gets a drop of water on them. So I, half the time, I don't know if they're clean or dirty. So I just wash them anyway. Yeah. So I guess those are my main questions is I would like to make laundry day work, but I'm not quite sure how to do that and still maintain the visible look of the room. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I think going back to kind of your moment that you had of realization with, um, your dishes of like, oh, the finishing of it, even though right. it felt really logical to kind of wait just for the, but, but the finishing is where you finally saw, okay, now that's how my kitchen is actually staying completely clean. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be the same thing with laundry day with like, okay. And and that's the, that's the beauty of you've got, I mean, I, I've, I get it. Like I've had this space where you don't have a door that closes and it's hard, but being like, okay, because I don't have a door that closes, it's that much more important to do laundry day in a way that I finish. Like it's everything's put away. How are you doing at the, the putting away on laundry day? You can be honest. I'm, I'm thinking this through. <laughs> it depends on the day, honestly. Yeah. Um, because, well, so like, I finally started doing the folded out of the dryer again. I had taken, I had 
I had done that for a long time and it worked really well. And then I just like felt too weak to stand, to stand and fold it. But, um, it definitely helped folding it right out of the, right out of the dryer, but then just different things come up. Like the other day we had a guest coming over, so I just needed to change it over before I forgot. <laughs> so yeah. I ended up with like a whole pile to catch up on. But once it's folded, usually within the next day, I'll get it put away. It's not great, okay. but it's at least within the next day. Yeah. Well, and it's hard because so. you are what? You're almost nine months pregnant now, right? Yeah. Close. Yeah. Eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, it's, this is going to be one of those things that, you know, what applies right now, what you may have to do for survival mode right now is not what it's going to be like in six months or whatever, but that folding right out of the dryer and putting it away before you switch over the load, that that's where the game changer finishing of laundry day actually happens even though it feels less efficient because you're like, no, I need to go ahead and get a load in here to get going. There's something about when you will do that instead of any kind of in-between place, because what you need to not have is an in-between place because that's what causes it to be the eyesore that then you don't like because people see it when they come in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like eliminating that in-between place even if you say, okay, the reason I'm doing this is because I don't want to have the eyesore. I do have a laundry room door that closes and yet the actual finishing of laundry day happens mm-hmm. so much more easily and so much faster because I fold it right out of the dryer and immediately go put it away as opposed to any kind of in-between place. It's those in-between places. That's the problem. Okay. But I know I that's really just- hard for you right now because you are very pregnant. And so right. it's like, this might be the thing that you're going toward, or it might be the thing that you ask for help with, you know, because you're pregnant, they moved the laundry stuff for you while you were pregnant with your last child. Um, Mm -hmm. People are willing to help. You know, you can say, this is what I realized I need to do to make this actually work, to have it here. Can you help me with this? Because the moving back and forth and going, you know, all over the place is what's hard. Yeah. That's, that's helpful. Okay. It sounds, I think it clicked when you said that, that, um, the finishing is the part where you, you fold it and put it away <laughs> that, right. that, that finishing, um, endorphins in your brain or whatever <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah, are when you actually put it away. <laughs> right. Right. It feels like the folding is it, but it's actually not, it's the putting it away. Right. Yeah. And that then it just sense. disappears. Like it doesn't have any place where it's piled. Cause yeah. it's either the only places where laundry would be then is the hamper, the washing machine, the dryer, the drawer. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a place that it goes other than that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Well, this has been really fun. Thank you for being willing to talk to me and I'm excited for you with your new baby coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking all the time and listening to all my rambling. <laughs> no, I thought you, I thought you expressed yourself well. And, um, so tell me like, what's your favorite thing about being a kindred spirit? I love so much about it. Um, I joined it because I thought the idea of the monthly zoom would be really nice just to be able to have that community and face-to-face mm-hmm. group. Um, and I do really enjoy that. I like the they have like a daily buddy thread that they post where you can 
comment with your to-do list. And I think that just helps me because sometimes if I get on Facebook and I'm like, you know, you're like, I tend to be distracted on Facebook anyway. Right. And that thread just reminds me like, what do you have to do today? And like helps me get back focused. Um, but you also have like everybody kind of on the same page in that group. I feel like it's a great place to build authentic community with mm-hmm. like a lot of people have said um, before, I think, but you have the same vocabulary and, and you know what each other's talking about and you just don't feel like you're <laughs> like you're crazy when you say things and people look at you with a blank stare, I guess. I don't, well, I, don't I think, yeah, you can say what it is that you're working on and you don't get these completely off track suggestions like you would in just a generic yes. decluttering group, you know, people say, right. oh, well, you know, you need to do this. And you're like, no, 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 I'm trying to follow this method. It doesn't, that doesn't happen right. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in a lot of things like it's, it's about like how, you know, it's, it's motivating for clean, keeping your house maintained, but there's a lot of areas where just like, I think there's other areas of your brain that like think differently too. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a place where you can ask just questions about like a certain life scenario where like, you just know you're all coming from a similar yeah. uh, mindset. Yeah. I don't, does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been great. Uh, anything else that you wanted to cover, talk about? I think we sort, we may have sort of covered this. I think when you asked about kindred spirits, this is what reminded me, but um Someone had commented, not someone in the kinder. It reminded me because of like other people seeing me cleaning house and like noticing how clean the house is, but also like not really thinking the same way. And so I had like gotten one room really clean and um, the person like made a comment about how um, it's all just going to go downhill after the baby's born. (laughs) And I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm worried about kind of is like, like I want to get it all clean, but then there's that kind of when people say things like that, or that's already kind of in your mind, like, is there a point to this or is it just all going to fall apart? So I guess like simple things I could plan on to just not make it fall apart. I don't know. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but maybe it's, I mean, I don't think she intended it to be her. No, of course not. Like, no, I mean, and sometimes they're just saying that to try to, you know, make conversation or be helpful or whatever. Right. I think it's, it's kind of like what we talked about before. It's like, you now know what are the basics. Those basics are not going to change. I love how you said that you re-listen to how to manage your home every time you go through like a new phase of life. So I think the, the value, the reason why that works well for you is because it is like boiled down to the very most basic, you know, so that if somebody right. is retired or if somebody has four young kids or if somebody, whatever, everybody has to do the dishes. Like that's, yeah. that's just the reality. So that, and if nothing else happens doing the dishes and so like, you're in a place now where you know, what moves the needle, like, what is it that has to be done? And so instead of being scared, be like, okay, but I now know, like when I go through this, yes, it's going to be hard. Yes. Things are going to, 
get crazy things. There's going to, there are going to be days where I didn't sleep at all at night. I'm so sorry. I know you're about to go back through that. And that just, (laughs) right. (laughs) but you know, it's like, okay, there's going to be days where I didn't sleep the night before I'm exhausted and we're just trying to make it through the day and everybody eats cereal for dinner or whatever, you know, like that's going to happen. I know that this is true, but when I have a moment where I can do something, when I have a burst of energy, I know what to do first. Like I know that the dishes are the thing that I need to focus on. And just knowing that is huge. Like you said before, your mom told you Mm -hmm. when you don't know where to start, do the dishes. And you were like, but why? Because you didn't know why you didn't understand it, but you understand it now. And so that means you have that to go with. And then, you know, the five minute pickup has a huge impact. That's one of the things you, I think you said that too. You were like, I didn't quite understand at the beginning how that was actually going to make, but you do understand that now. So it's like, because I know it's that cleaning in the midst of a mess, like what is the point? And yet, (laughs) you know, even though it's not going to be perfect, when I do get my energy back, when I do have a little time, that time and that energy is going to be so much more impactful because I did do the absolute, absolute basics even if I didn't do them every day, just the fact that I did them instead of going, what is the point of anything? Right. It's going to be, it's going to make such a bigger impact faster when I do get the energy and time back. Yeah. Cause of what I've done through the, the difficult, you know, crazy times, but, but it's Mm -hmm. all worth it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's so exciting. Partly just probably need to relax and just enjoy it. (laughs) You do. Yeah. I think that with that, especially, I mean, I know you've thought that the last two were the last babies, but still, <laughs> right? but yeah, just enjoy it. Cause you know how fast it goes. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you love that conversation with Laura Lynn? Congratulations to her on her new baby, uh, which she shared in the kindred spirits group. If you're interested in finding out more about being a patron of the show, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean. So just wanted to remind you again, take your house back. The course is open for registration right now in case you've been waiting for that. And don't forget to pre-order my new book that comes out next week. Y'all I've been seeing some pre-readers reviews and like I told y'all, it's not like it's all this new stuff, but it is in a format that is flip throughable, easy to read, quick to go through. And I'm just, I'm excited about it and it's adorable. So anyway, go to slobcomesclean.com slash pre-order to fill out the form and get your pre-order bonus of your decluttering flowchart. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.